Alright, dear Father, we thank you. We ask that we see there is illumination, the heights of our understanding is enlightening. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. Every heart can behold you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified. As we are edified in the name of Jesus, I will say what needs to be said is said. What needs to be done is done in this, this morning. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 I think we've not decided on the title, right? Uh, um, we'll, we'll figure it out. This supernatural life. We'll, we'll figure it out. John 3, verse 1. You ready? Are you ready? All right. Ready for the world? Okay, cool. John 3, verse 1. John 3, verse 1. You know, when we come to church, church is a Bible school where we, where we, we feed on God's word infinitely. Uh, this is not a business meeting. This is not a, um, a a joking meeting. This is a serious time. Are you getting what I'm saying? So church is that serious. All right, look at um, John 3 verse 1. It says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. To Jesus by night and said, that, said unto him, Rabbi or Rabbi. Interestingly, Pastor Rabbi. <laughs> Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with thee. Look at in verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I'm going to, I'm going to explain that very soon. He says, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. We're going to get there. Now, let's look at that very, verily. It says, verily, verily. Look at the verse 3. It says, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So that word verily, verily in verse 3 just simply means faithful, faithful. It just simply means amen. You know, the Bible says, the, the words are yea and amen. So when it says verily, verily, it just simply means faithful, faithful, or amen. That is, it brings to fulfillment what God has said. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when it says verily, verily, it just simply means what God has said will come to pass. It brings to fulfillment what God has said. So he now says, so he says verily, verily. Now you understand verily, verily now, right? Right? So we're looking at it. He now says, I said unto thee. Remember we started something last week and we, we looked at born of the water and the spirit. I don't know if you remember that. And we said a, a man is born of the spirit. I don't know if you remember that analogy I gave you last week. Alright, go. I don't know if you have listened to it again. I don't know if you have listened to it again. Okay, cool. So he said the man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. So we said born again is born from above. Born again, genuine thing in the Greek, it means born from above. That is, born again. Now, classical grammar would mean, if you, if you check the classical grammar, the classical grammar would be like a, a more modernized English and all of those things. It just simply means from outside, born from outside. Are you getting what I'm saying? Wait, so, you know, Nicodemus asked in the, in the next question, in verse 4, look at the, what he said. He said, how can a man be born when he is old? 
can he enter his second can he enter the second time into the mother's womb and be born now because jesus used a sense of procreation to explain it being born are you getting what i'm saying so he's now saying can he go back to his mother's womb and and, and be born now Born again just simply means, and look at what Jesus says, verily, verily again. He used the word very, very. Remember we said verily, verily means it brings to fulfillment what God has said, right? It means amen. That is the words, my words are here and amen. Just means verily, verily. Things like that. Now, so born again now. So it says, as verily, verily except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So now, born again simply means not born by human agency not born by human agency so that shows there is two there is two kinds of birth born of the flesh and born of the spirit i wonder if you get what i'm saying so there is born of the flesh and there is what born of the spirit so born of the spirit we mean different from the flesh right born of the spirit will mean different from the flesh it is not a second birth it is a kind of birth it is not a second birth it is a kind of birth so born again now we simply means you are born of the spirit right so when it says look at what it now says except a man be born again can we say except a man be born of the spirit can we say that now because in, in verse 5, it says, very very say, the same man be born of water and the spirit, right? He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So, it is a kind of birth. Now, look at John 1. I was showing you something last week, and I was showing you the progression of how John writes. Now, right? Now, look at John 1, verse 6. John chapter 1, verse 6. Are we there? All right. It says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. And the same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. In verse 8, he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Look at verse 9. That was, that was the true light, which, which lighted every man that cometh into the world. Verse 10, he was in the world, and the world knew him. The world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Verse 11, and he came to his own, and his own received him not. Verse 12, but as many as received him, to them he gave power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Verse 13 is very key. He says, wish we were born. He used the word born now. Not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So look at where, now, look at where he started the word born from. See, you, you know what we're doing now? We're expanding Born again teaching now. I don't know if I've seen that now. We're trying to expand it. So now we can write another material very soon now on this again. So get yourself ready. I think Noah is in charge of writing, publishing, editing, and all. You have to pay attention. So, wish we were born. <laughs> so, what is it? People was like, thank God, though. I'm not the one in charge. <laughs> I was like, yeah. you are still going to do it. <laughs> you can't escape. <laughs> you can't escape. Anyway, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, 
but of God. Look at what it now says in verse 14. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld them of us only begotten as of the full of grace and truth. Now, but look at that verse 13 again. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So we can safely say now that the will of man we mean born of blood. Because can we say born so now? Can we say remember in, in John 3 it says whosoever look at that John 3 verse 3. Let's just hold your hands there. Look at let's look at verse 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Right now, can we see that which is born of the flesh is verse thirteen of John one verse thirteen, where it says, "Which were born of blood, which was which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of our of God." So can we say, "Born of God is born of the spirit"? Yes, can we say, "Born of the flesh," or "Born of blood"? Or born of the will of man is born of flesh. Can we say that? Can we say that? Good. So born again is by the spirit. See, you know, as we progress in the light of God's word, I don't want you to be arrogant. I don't want you to meet people and not be displaying knowledge of them. That's that's very, that's not too good. Light is a privilege. Are you getting me? The light of God's word that you have. And inside of God's word is a privilege. It's not to lord over people or to be using it to argue. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's just to explain to people properly. Does that mean sense? So don't never fight anybody. Don't go and be doing doctrinal debate or doctrinal wars with people. Just explain. The light that you have is just a privilege. I mean, if, you, if that makes sense to you, let me see your hand. Okay, cool. So now, born again is by the Spirit. So a man is, so, and a man is not the one who determines it. A man is not the one who determines it. Because, see, when you were born, now, there's these people that says uh, something, there's these people, look look at in Genesis now. When man sinned, he said he will put an enmity. I want to, one of the things I want to do to you in this series, in, in today now, is to take you to the Old Testament and explain born of the flesh and born of the spirit. I'm not sure ready for that study. I don't know if you're ready for that story. We want to go to the Old Testament and look at born of the flesh and born of the spirit. Now, in Genesis, when man sinned, I taught you in incarnation. When man sinned, he said, in Genesis 3 verse 15, he said, I will put an enmity. Go to Genesis 3 verse 15. He said, I will put an enmity between thy seed. Right? We, we looked at this in incarnation. He says, I will put an enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and a seed, he will bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So in Genesis, when man sinned, he said he will put an enmity. He said, between, he says, I'll put an enmity between thy seed and a seed. That was seed, is the word Zerah. Z E R A Z E R A H. Zerah. Just means seed, children. So that means that God's answer to human in humanity. I'll say what I'm saying again. God's answer to human problem. Now, what is what is the problem? Sin, right? So now, God's answer to that sin problem is in humanity. Because look at what God told Eve here. He says, I will put enmity between thee and, thy, and the woman. Between thy seed and her seed. 
He now says, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So remember I said now, that God's answer to humanity, or to human problem, is still in humanity. You know, so how do people come? People come through procreation, right? Now, however, that same procreation will remove the hold of, dev of the devil. So whoever will defeat the work of the devil will be born of a woman. And you get to what I'm saying? Because the answer to the problem of humanity is still within humanity. God told Eve and said, I will put an enmity between thy, thee and the woman and between thy seed and it shall bruise. So that shows there is a seed of the woman that will bruise the end of serpent, that will destroy the head of serpent, that will break the hold of the devil. And that seed of the woman, remember we say seed is the word zera. It simply means children. Now, that seed will come from who? A man? No, a woman, right? So that shows now that the answer to the problem of humanity, God already told us in Genesis 3.15, that it will still come from a woman. Are you getting what I'm saying? Remember, we're still studying the supernatural level. Don't get confused, but we're getting there soon. So true procreation, so we can simply say Genesis 3.15 now will simply mean true procreation, I will remove the hold of the devil. So you must pay attention now. So that shows that there is a serious attention to how people are being born in the scriptures. Because the seed of the woman must bruise the head of serpent. So that shows giving birth in scripture is a motif. Giving birth in scripture is a serious event. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, when a man is being born in the scriptures, he will have to... So, when men are being born in scriptures, we have to pay attention to their birth. Because Genesis 3.15 already said that he will put an enmity between their seed and her seed, and it will bruise the head, and it will bruise the heel. So now, that will mean God will get involved in how people are born. God is going to get involved in how people are born. Follow me carefully. So God is going to get involved in how people are born. Now look at Genesis 4 verse 1. Quickly, open your Bible. Genesis 4 verse 1. Are you there? Look at what it says. And Adam knew Eve, his wife. Adam knew Eve simply means he has sex. So, because a lot of, they just, one of the things is, they, they concealed <laughs> those details in the Bible. <laughs> See, Adam knew his wife. And she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Look at what she said. Now, she said Cain. Remember, she first, Cain was the first child. But look at what she first said. Because, look at, she's working with a prophecy. It's not like saying, I'm going to give you money tomorrow. You know, if I text you 7 a.m. tomorrow, you, what will first come to your mind will be, <laughs> the money has come. Are you getting what I'm saying? But it might just simply mean that I want to ask you, what did you, what, like, you know, in your mind, you'll be thinking, I thought you wanted to ask, and I say, I'll talk to you later. Then you know, but you said, 
going to give you money tomorrow. Now, the same thing. They already told Eve now that the seed of the woman bruised the head of serpent. So that would mean if she gives birth, she's going to be expecting that, oh, this is the seed. This is the person that is going to bruise the head of the serpent. Look at it. The king, look, <laughs> the king looked like somebody that could bruise the head of serpent. Obviously, he looks like the serpent himself. <laughs> because he was the one killing, he was the one that went to kill his brother. But that shows that she was expectant of something. Are you seeing it? She now says in verse 1, Genesis 4, verse 1, he said, I, Adam knew his wife Eve and conceived and bear Cain and said, I've gotten a man from the Lord. So Eve expected now. So eventually, eventually it was not Cain, it was not Abel. Look at Genesis, Genesis 4, verse 25. Look at verse 25. Genesis, verse 25. So now, Eve expected that from giving birth, the work will be done. How many of you know? She's expecting that. Okay. That, pro that promise in Genesis 3.15 that the seed will bruise the head will be done. How many of you know? How many of you get to what I'm saying? Now, look at in Genesis 4 verse 25. Adam knew his wife again and she bare a son and called him his name Seth. For God said, he has appointed me another seed. So, they are using the word seed again. Genesis 3.15 seed. He has appointed me. Why did she say another seed? Because of a promise. I don't know if you are getting it now. He said, he appointed me another seed instead of Abel. Whom Cain slew. So that shows Abel was the seed. But Cain slew the seed. Abel could have been the seed. But Cain slew the seed. Then she gave birth to another person. And said, this is still the one. This will be seed. Now, so that shows that when people are being are giving birth, she will pay attention. So that shows that Eve was trying to pay attention. You know, as she gave birth to Cain, she said, Oh, I've gotten a man from the Lord. This is probably the seed. But as Cain was growing, she's knowing that ah uh -uh. <laughs> hey, the way this guy is wicked, killing people. The, this can't be the seed. He, kill, he killed Abel. Abel was supposed to be the seed. She was, that shows that. She was paying attention to birth. How God will fulfill that purpose and that plan. We say verily, verily, God's word will come to pass. How many of you remember? How many of you remember that? Now let's take another closer look. We've seen Cain and Abel and all of those things. Let's look at another person. Enoch. You know, we used to say Enoch, now, Enoch was a prophet. Right? Now, and Enoch gave birth to a child called Methuselah. I don't know if you know that story. The somebody that said he was the oldest man. Now, Methuselah gave birth to Lamech. Lamech gave birth to Noah. Not this our Noah. <laughs> Methuselah. So now we can simply say Methuselah, Lamech, Noah. Alright? Now watch. So the child of Enoch is called Methuselah. Enoch was a prophet. Imagine, you know the Enoch story, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not. Right? Uh, there's that story that, ah, do you want to be like Enoch? Enoch walked with God. You know? Now, so Enoch gave birth to Methuselah. The child of Enoch now is Methuselah. Methuselah gave birth to Namek. Namek gave birth to Noah. Now, 
Methuselah simply means, it is believed that Methuselah means, when it dies, it shall happen. That's, that's, what it is, that's what is believed that Methuselah means, the name. Because they also give people name according to something, and I'm, I'm getting there something, according to the plan. So Methuselah simply means when it dies, it shall happen. Now, what will happen? Now, what is going to happen? Now, because there was wickedness and violence in the earth and all of those things. So, and those who were God's servants were looking for redemption. They were looking for it like, ah, Genesis 3.15 has not come to pass. What is going to happen? So, Methuselah's long life was like, okay. So, Methuselah was named that name. When he dies, it shall happen. Because they were looking, okay, why is he going? To, so, that means he is going to stay long on it. So, that when he dies, the redemption will happen. Stumped, the plan might be fulfilled. Now, watch carefully. Watch carefully. So, they knew. So, it means when he dies, so Methuselah can simply mean when he dies, it will happen. That is, when, when he dies, what will happen? Judgment will happen. Redemption that we're looking for and all of those things. Now, they knew that people will be born for a redemptive purpose. So, everybody was expectant of the birth. There was already a plan that when the woman gives birth, the seed of the woman will do what? Bruce the eel. Okay. So, the reason Methuselah lived that long was to prolong the hands of judgment. Was to prolong the hands of mercy and compassion. His living long was not so that he will be the oldest man alive. Are you getting what I'm saying? His living long was to prolong. Because I told you, remember where I started from. Hope I'm not confusing anybody. We're getting somewhere. We've not even started. Now, see, Remember I told you that the plan is still within humanity. God will work within humanity to fulfill that his plan. So that shows men are already carriers and vessels of that plan. So now look at something. Look at Genesis 5 verse 29. Look at Genesis 5 verse 29. Let's see. Let's look at the grandson. So you know we said Enoch is like Enoch is the father, is the prophet. He gave birth to Methuselah, Lamech, then Noah. If you look at those bigger, bigger, you see, you can read it from verse 21. Enoch lived 60 years and begat Methuselah. Are you seeing it? 22. Enoch walked with God and began Methuselah and all of those things. And you see Methuselah live and began Lamech. Methuselah live and began Lamech. And Methuselah was 960 and died. Lamech lived 182 years and begat a son. Are you seeing it in verse 28? And in verse 29, he now called his name the name of Noah. Saying, this same shall look at what look at the meaning of Noah. Let's read it together. One to ready go. Same shall comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands because the ground which the Lord has caused. So, are you seeing the Genesis 3:15 plan again? Because the seed of the woman will bruise the heel, so he is born for a comfort. So the reason was to prolong. A purpose. So now we can simply say the reason for Methuselah's long life was to prolong a purpose. I'm not sure if you are getting it now. Was to prolong a purpose. So now let me tell you something. Do you, just before we get, the Old Testament gives us a background of the doctrine of the New Testament. So if what we born of the Spirit, born of the flesh, 
where will they explain it from? The scriptures, the Old Testament. So we are looking at something. Now, Noah means rest. It means comfort. Rest means the absence of chaos and disorder. The absence of chaos and disorder. So he related Noah to the course of Genesis 3. The toil of, you know, there was that course of a man with toil, all of those things. And Noah now was meant to bring comfort. So Noah simply means rest from chaos, from disorder. So Noah was born and named after God's plan. Look at, look at the name again. Let's see it in verse 29, Genesis 5 verse 29. It says, his name shall be called Noah, saying, this same shall comfort us concerning the work and the toil of the hands. Now, what is God going to do in redemption plan? Is he not going to save us and deliver us from all of those things? I don't know if you have seen it. God's plan was to deliver us from the, from the cause of the law. God's plan was to deliver us from all the toys. God says, come unto me, all ye that are live every lady, and I will give you rest. Are you seeing it? Now, can we say that's a Noah experience? Because Noah simply means rest in the sense that the same shall comfort us. So, Noah was born and named after a plan, after God's plan. So, Noah was born with a purpose. He was born with God's plan. So can we say because he's born with a plan? Can we say that? I don't know if you agree. Let me see if you agree. That Noah was born of the Spirit because he was born with a plan. Because he was born to come and achieve something. He was born with a purpose. He was born of the Spirit, born with a promise to fulfill God's plan. Now, did his grandfather predict it? Who was his grandfather his, or his great-grandfather? Enoch. Enoch was the prophet, right? Now, and Enoch walked with God and all of those things. Did his grandfather predict it? Chronologically, Methuselah is also his great-grandfather also. Chronologically, it was said that the year that Methuselah died, that was the year that Noah and his family entered the ark. I will come again. Remember, Methuselah means what? Ha, guys, are you getting this? <laughs> oh, it's confusing you. Wait, is, is anybody confused? Nobody's confused yet. Everybody's getting it, Abby. Okay, good. Thank God. <laughs> All right. So, what is Met what does what do I say Methuselah means? When it dies, it happens. So now, chronologically. If you check chronological um, order and, and sequence of events and all of those things, it was believed that Methuselah died the year that Noah and his family entered his ark, the rest. So do, can we say that when he dies, it really happened? Are you seeing it? Because he entered his rest. He saved the people from chaos, even though they did not believe. But he and his family were acted on God's plan. They did what God told them to do. Are you seeing it? Now, that is one person. Now, look at Genesis 3, 6. Look at something again. Genesis, 3, Genesis 6, verse 3, not Genesis 3, 6. Genesis 6, verse 3. It says, And my Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man. This is the first time we will see the word spirit again after Genesis 1, verse 3, where it says, The spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the earth. This is the next time we will see it again in Genesis. It says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that is also or is to his days shall be an order. A lot of people have made it to be 
man 20 years, God cut short the age of man. No. That's not what God did. God did not cut short. People, if you read the Bible very well, people still lived, after this text, people still lived more than 120 years. The 120 years simply means his long suffering. That is, from that statement, till Noah entered his ark, it was 120 years. So Noah waited for 120 years, preaching the gospel, talking to people, building the ark, and from that statement till that time, it was 120. Second Peter 3 verse 15 says, the long-suffering of our Lord. So we can see, so when we say the Spirit of God is long-suffering, we can explain his long-suffering from the Old Testament. That is, God waited for man to be saved, to be redeemed for 120 years. Bro, you know you have not lived 120 years. I don't know if you are seeing this now. That's the long-suffering of God. So now, eventually, so God was holding back, doing everything to prevent judgment. And 120 years is not the timeline of man's life. No, it's not. So can we safely say, Noah is born for God's plan. I don't know if you can see that. Because now, he has built the ark, right? He entered inside. Despite he had his flaws, right? You know, there was a time he was still called a drunkard. He had everything. He was a human being. But he fulfilled God's plan, right? He built the ark, saved the people and his family, the animals, brought them into the ark, brought rest to the land. Can we say he was born to fulfill God's plan? Can we say that? Can we say he was born to fulfill God's purpose? Can we say he was born of the Spirit? So I would say he was born for service, to do something. Yes, Can we say he was born to minister, for ministry? Right? Because ministry simply means service. So can we say he was born by prophecy? Can we say that? Yes. Can we say that? Can we say he was born to save others? Yes. Can we say he was born to minister to others? Because that is what his life was all about. Now, if you have been confused in that one, you are not going to be confused again. Look at Genesis 12. Let's go and see another man. We have seen Eve. We have seen Cain and Abel. We have seen Enoch. We have seen Methuselah. We have seen Lamech. We have seen Noah now. Let's look at. Let's look at maybe one more. Or we'll look at two more. Or maybe three more. Or maybe four more. <laughs> Till I see that you get it, I will not stop. <laughs> Alright, look at um, Genesis 12, Abraham. Look at this guy. Abraham again. Verse 1. Genesis 12 verse 1. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred unto the father's house, unto a land I will show thee. I will make, thy na- I will make thee a great land, nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. Look at what he now says in verse 3. I will bless them that bless thee. I will cause them that cause thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Can we say all the seeds of the earth be blessed? Okay, cool. So now, Abraham now had two children. There was Abraham already. Abraham now had two children. Or before I even show you this Abraham, let me show you what God told Noah in Genesis 8. Genesis 9, sorry. So that you see that it's the same, it's almost the same thing. Look at Genesis 9, verse 1. 
these days we are going to be using the Old Testament a lot very soon so that you can understand the whole Bible fully. Look at Genesis 9 verse 1. And God said, bless Noah and his son and said to them, be fruitful, multiply and replenish the earth. Now, is this the same Genesis Genesis 1 thing? Genesis 1 26? Can we say that? God is repeating the same thing to, 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 to Noah again. Why? Because he's going to carry out his plan, right? He's going to carry out his purpose. He's going to carry out his, he's going to his Now, look at Genesis 12 back again. He now says, I will make thee great. I will make the nations great and all of those things. Now, Abraham now had a wife called Sarah, right? Yes, People are so dull this morning, right? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Now, Abraham now had a wife called Do you know Sarah or Abraham first? Let's start with Abraham. Abraham had two children, each male, and he now gave birth to Isaac, right? From Sarah. He, he gave birth to, can we say Ishmael can be a function of the will of flesh? Yes, sir. <laughs> I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Yes. So, can we say Ishmael, because that's not the seed. The seed has to come from the wife. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. The woman, remember Genesis 3.15? The woman will, will bruise the head. And Abraham is married to Sarah. Sarah. Are you getting what I'm saying? But because he wants to be in a hurry, he doesn't want to wait for the promise. Can we say that's the will of flesh? So can we say Ishmael is born of the flesh? Can we say that? I mean, if you, if you, if you understand, let me see your hands. Oh, cool. I know you understand that one. Huh? <laughs> Ishmael is born of the flesh. Can we say Ishmael is born of the will of man? So when he come to Sarah, did God predict what man will do? Remember, they told him you will have a son, right? And that your son, did they predict what God was going to do with him? They, it was predicted. Isaac was going to also carry the seed. It was predicted that he was going to give birth to a, a child called Isaac. I don't know if you see that. So Isaac was born. Can we say Isaac is born of the Spirit? Because he was going to fulfill God's plan also. He was going to carry on what the, God told his father. That's why we till tomorrow we are still saying God of Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So can we say he was born of the Spirit? Yes, he was born with a purpose. Yes, born with God's plan. Okay. So Isaac was born of the Spirit. He was born of a purpose. Now, let's look, let's, let's, let's quickly leave Abraham and Isaac alone. Let's stay with Isaac. You know, Isaac also had two children. Genesis 25. I wonder if I'm getting this now. Yes, you know, Isaac now had two children. Look at Genesis 25, verse 23. Look at what they said. He says, And the Lord said to her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowel. And one people shall be stronger than the other, and the elder shall serve the younger. Now watch. Isaac had two children. Again, now can we say? So we now had Esau and Jacob, right? Yeah. Right. Esau was the elder one. Mm -hmm. Jacob was the younger one, right? And there's already a prediction already. Again, the elder will serve the younger. <laughs> or the yeah, the elder will serve the, the younger. Now there's already a prediction again about 
what will happen again. So can we say Jacob was born for a purpose? Can we say can we say Jacob was born for a purpose? Can we say so can we say being born of the spirit now is born with a purpose? You know, Jacob now was the same person who now became Israel. Yes, sir. Are you seeing it? But Esau, we didn't know much again. So who fulfilled the purpose and the promise? Jacob. Jacob, right? So can we say being born of the spirit is born with a purpose? Can we say that? Can we say before you were born? Now, let me ask you a question. Before you were born, does God have a plan for you? We've read Abraham. We've read Cain. We've read Enoch. We've read Noah. We've read Isaac. God spoke about Isaac. God spoke about Esau and Jacob again. Are you seeing it? So can we say, before you were born, or before a man is born, God has a plan for that man. Can we say that? Yes, sir. <laughs> you guys are not talking. Yes, sir. Can we say that? Okay, cool. So now, is that plan to fulfill his own desire or your own desire? His own, desire. His own desires. Good. Is that plan to serve yourself or to serve others? Now, look at it. Did Abraham serve himself? He didn't, right? Did Isaac serve himself? Did Jacob Noah serve himself? Did Israel serve himself? No! So, God means... A man who is born of the Spirit is born to serve others. He is born for a purpose. He is born with a plan. So can we say Ishmael now is born of flesh? Right? Can we say either is born of the flesh, is flesh, Ishmael? <laughs> can we say that? But either is born of the Spirit, Jacob or Isaac, sorry. Can we say that? Can we say that? Yes, sir. Yes, hey sir. guys, now respond. Yes, Can we say that? Yes, exactly. Now, it seems like you are not getting it. Let me give you another one again. I'll keep giving you examples till it makes sense. Because I've given you some, but it's not looking like it click, Abby. Okay, let's look at another person. Joseph. Now, Jacob gave birth to how many children? Twelve children, right? Twelve. Who did Jacob says is the most loved? Joseph. Joseph. They gave him a coat of many colors, right? <laughs> the father knew he was special. The father already took special interest in him. They already gave him a coat of many colors. They set him up. <laughs> Eventually, we knew. Now, do you notice that? Joseph now saved an entire nation from famine. You know, at the end of it, you know, he kept dreaming. He kept having legal meeting. I kept coming to tell them, you know, guys, I, I see what the Lord is doing. Though. <laughs> he kept dreaming. I said, you know, the utterance that came to me that yesterday <laughs> is that you bow down to me. You know, even to the point I even went to say, tell his father, you say you are going to bow down. And father said, ah, brother, calm down. But do you see, do you see how God works? Who eventually bowed down to them? It's Joseph because he was still the one who saved that entire nation. 
So can we say Joseph is born of the Spirit? So can we say now, when Joseph was born, there was a plan. And that plan was so that he would go to Egypt and rescue the entire Egypt that, or the entire nation that would be in famine one day. Are, we, are you seeing it? Now, you know, the, the entire nation was in famine that time. And Joseph was the king. And because of Joseph's wisdom, he served all of them. And he changed them and preserved an entire nation. Even he himself didn't know. He just kept having dreams, kept seeing things, kept having Holy Ghost meetings, kept doing all of those things. He said, buy now. So now, that would mean, being born of the Spirit is born with a purpose. Are you seeing that? Everyone that we've mentioned here in this Bible, we are born with a definite purpose. How many of you have seen it? They would destroy the seed of the devil. The head of the devil, not the seed. And also, they were born to fulfill God's plan. Born to serve men. So we can say, being born of the Spirit means that you have a supernatural reason why you came to the earth. So can we say, Joseph's supernatural reason for coming to the earth now was to preserve an entire nation. Can we say that? Can we say, Abraham... His reason was that he will be the father of many nations. Are you saying that? It has never, it has, God's plan has never been about themselves. Are you seeing it? Guys, are you seeing it? Yes, sir. Look at Jacob again. Jacob is now the one we call Israel. An entire nation. Look at Noah. Noah was to preach for 120 years to do what? To rescue an entire nation again. So that is God's, so that shows every man has a supernatural reason why they came to the earth. Remember last week we saw, I was telling you, I said, there is a natural ambition and a what? A supernatural. So that shows we can say there is a natural birth and a supernatural birth. You know, your natural birth now, your parent wants you to be a doctor. Every Nigerian parent. As far as I know, you see that you're a doctor, lawyer, or engineer. That's the theory. Or, in the olden days, a banker. But now, you can't even say it again. I don't know of American parents. Anything, follow your dream, or your passion, or soccer. Now play ball, basketball, football, you know. So, but, man can go in that direction. But is that really the plan? Mm-mm. No. There is a supernatural reason why man was born. So, all of you, you are dis- hearing my voice now. There is a supernatural reason you were born. Are you hearing what I'm saying? A supernatural reason. Okay. So that you will get it again. Let, let's do maybe one more or two more. Let's look at Moses. Moses was born in the time where they were killing boys. Right? He was born with the time where they were killing young men. Or the male child go. You read in Exodus 2, Exodus 3. He was born in that season. Now, there were midwives in that era that were saving Hebrew children. Now, 
you see, I want to correct some because a lot of people don't read the scripture properly, and they will say, I've read the, the mystery of the Hebrew women. The Hebrew men want to deliver my child as the Hebrew women. And so that's a, if to deliver your child as the Hebrew woman, you cannot do C session, you cannot do uh, surgery, you cannot do all of those things because you want to deliver like an Hebrew woman. <laughs> no. The Hebrew women shielded the people from being murdered. That is what they did. You can call it a lie, but <laughs> they just did it. They, so once they see you and say, uh, this one, it looks like this one is born with a purpose, so this one will not die, they will keep him. That was why they put Moses in the basket inside the water. They were smart. That's the Hebrew women. So they saw that Moses had a, a purpose and they preserved his life. So what happened? What was the role of the Hebrew women? The Hebrew women were shielding people from being murdered in that time. So when they say be delivered like the Hebrew women, the delivered like the Hebrew women means they delivered the souls of men from death. Simple. Not delivered. So you cannot do C-section now because you want to deliver like the Hebrew women. What kind of stupid thing is that? When medical science have advanced, just cut. I remember I was talking to one nurse one time. She said, "Me, I can never push you. Me, I will never push." He said, "I will just cut it twice. Just once you cut your, you can cut your belly two times, and everything will still be normal. I'll just cut it twice. I'll carry the baby out, and I'll be okay." All those others, they push, push. I'm not. No, I'm not giving you an endorsement to go and say, "Me, I'm going to cut my belly." You can also be an Hebrew woman. <laughs> just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> Now, so what did the Hebrew women do? They saw that somebody like Moses had a purpose and they preserved his life. So now, can we say, now let's look at something, let's backtrack a bit. Can we say Eve was informed about procreation? Can we say that? Can we say Eve was informed about procreation, about giving birth? That is, remember I told you, I said it is via birth, via the giving birth of man, that God will achieve his plan. How many of you have seen that? Okay. So God shielded Moses. God shielded Moses. So being born of the Spirit means you are born to serve God's from danger Moses Moses was meant to rescue them so can we say his life was preserved can we say he was born for a purpose can we say that can we say he was born by the spirit can we say that because he was evil evil he was shielded Let me give you two instances. There are two, there are two instances now. Number one instance. There are those who bets, whose bets will be prophesied before they were born. Just like Noah. When he dies, it will happen. Just like Oh, look, Methuselah. Just like um Isaac. Isaac Beth was prophesied, just like Jacob and Esau. Are you seeing it? 
there are peoples whose birth will be prophesied and there are those who will find out the plan when they were born. They will find out the plan along the way. Abraham's birth was not prophesied. Abraham was an idol worshiper. The Bible says he was an ethan. But he just woke up one morning and the Lord called him. He found out the plan along the way. So, there are people who, before they were born, the birth is prophesied. That's one instance. And some people, along the way, they will just find out, okay, this is God's plan for my life. Are you seeing it? Okay, let me give you, let me see if I can give you one more. David. His dad, David's dad, did not even reckon with him. I believe, as I'm teaching you, you are going to be thinking within your mind, so why was I born? So, did they prophesy my birth? What happened? You just be thinking, I'm sure that's what you are thinking. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> you are born of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. Look at David. His dad did not even record with him. Before Samuel called, look at so, David was in this, in fact, when, when, when Samuel wanted to go and pray for the people, for, for, for David, he saw all these children. He wanted to almost start laying hands on Eliab when he saw Eliab. God just told him, no, it's not this one. It's not, it's not this one. Then he was not wondering, did I hear God wrongly? You know, that things like that, you say something, the person is not, it's not his body. Like, ah, he. He's there, so he knows, he's there another child of yours. The father says, oh, there's, <laughs> what's the one boy there? There's one, not child, not child. We don't even regard him. Did that never record with him? But look at what Samuel told them. He said, we are not sitting down since David coming. And the Bible says, and David was anointed in the midst of his brethren. Ayah. <laughs> the person that was dejected in the family. He was anointed in the midst of the brethren. But before, but, but you know something? Before David, look at something. And I want, to, I want you to be very sensitive with what I'm saying. Before Samuel came and anointed David, God has already started working with David. Look at Psalm 78, verse 7. Psalm 78. God has started working with David. I mean, if, I, if you understand it to this point, let me see your hands. I'm mean, if I've seen born of the Spirit now. I'm mean, if you're seeing it. Let me see your hands, guys. Good. You are seeing born of the Spirit. You are seeing born of the flesh, right? That man, anyone who is born of the Spirit is born with a purpose, right? Is born to serve others. Is born with a plan. Is born to fulfill God's plan. Are you seeing it? I don't know if I've seen that. Good. All right. So look at Psalm 78, verse 70. It says, He shows David as his servant and took him from the sheepfolds. Look at verse 71. From following the eels great with young, he brought him to feed Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance. Look at verse 72. He fed them according to the integrity of his hearts. And guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. So Moses, so David has already started, God has started working with David to be skillful, to know how to do things, even before he was anointed. And later, the prophet of God came in 1 Samuel 16. So before Samuel came, God has been working through him. That's why when he saw David, when he saw Goliath, what did David say? David said, 
have defeated the sheep, have turned the have 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 turned the lion and the bear. He said, "I can take this. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? I can take down this one too." Meaning, God has been working with him. He has been training. God has been working with him. So before his dad even knew what was happening, God has already started working with David. His dad did not even remember. His dad just said, "Oh." There's, I still have one more child. That's the highest insult that your that your father can give you. He list all your children and say, "Oh, I still have one child like that." The person is in Rochester, New York. Have uh, people forgotten that I have one child like that? You know, that's the greatest insult your parents can ever say. <laughs> but the Bible says he was anointed in the midst of his brethren. And look at David. Was he not a mighty king? Was he not a mighty king? So can we say he was born of the spirit? Can we say he was born of the spirit? Can we say it was? Okay. So that you will understand it again. Let me give you another person. Jeremiah. Look at Jeremiah 1 verse 5. I think this one will make sense now. Are you getting it now? I'm trying to make sure that I don't leave anybody confused. So you are without doubt. I've not started though. I've not started my, 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 my re-explanation. I'm still trying to get to a point though. I don't know if you see it, but are you liking the point I'm, I'm showing you now? Yes. Uh-huh. Jeremiah 1 verse 5. We are not in a rush. Hallelujah. Praise Glory God. to God. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> Jeremiah 1 verse Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So, can we say Jeremiah was born with a purpose? Yes, sir. He was born with, before he was <laughs> before he was a fetus or an embryo, 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 whatever. God already knew him. God already knew this one. Whoever is the womb from, this one will serve my plan, and he was a prophet. Are you seeing it? So can we say that's born of the Spirit? Can we say that's born of the Spirit? So, when God gets involved, so that means when God gets involved in the process of human procreation, they are born of the Spirit. When God gets involved in the process of human procreation, we can safely say that man is what? Born of the Spirit. Can we say Jeremiah and I is born of the Spirit? That God got involved? Can we say Moses? Ah, that one God got involved. He would have died. Are you seeing it? Can we say Isaac? He, the, mother, the mother was barren. The birth was miraculous. Rebecca too. The birth was miraculous. God got involved. And what happened? Those men were born of the Spirit. So now back to what we've been saying. So, those born of the Spirit, are they human beings? Yes, sir. Are they human beings? Yes, sir. Or are they aliens? Human beings. Human beings. So, human beings are the ones that carry God's plan and God's purpose. Human beings are the ones that carry God's plan and God's purpose. Remember, I told you, I said, God's answer to human problem is what? Is still in humanity. 
So who will carry out God's plan and God's purpose? Human beings. So God's spirit has gotten involved in the course of your life. So I'll tell you today. Because you are born again. Eh? God's spirit. I want you to pay close attention. Because I'm trying to get somewhere. God's spirit has gotten involved in the course of your life. So, the course of your life has changed. The course of your life has been altered by God. Because see, now, a man who is born again is born of the Spirit of God. Your life has changed. God now has gotten involved with your life. As you are seated now, there is nation, nations inside your womb. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me, guys? You have to bet them out in the place of prayer. As you are seated, so the Noah rescued nation. Yes, sir. The Moses deliver a nation. Yes, sir. The Joseph deliver a nation. Yes, sir. The Jeremiah become a prophet to the nations. Did Isaac walk with the nation? Did Abraham walk with the nation? seen it. So that shows, as you are seated, yeah, God's plan is not for you. There are nations God wants you to reach. Nations are human beings, and you are going to do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, when we read the scriptures, we can see a template of how God has worked with man. And we can say this is how God is working with us today. Moses, did he work with a nation? Yes, sir. David, was he the prophet over the nation? The yes, king over the nation? Yes, sir. Even Samuel. We can take another person who was born of the spirit. Anna and Samuel. Anna, Eli, Samuel. A prophet. Born even in the house where God rejected Eli. And he became a prophet. He became the then the king. Born with a purpose. So that shows a man who is born of the spirit is born to carry out God's plan. Not your plan. His plan. Now, don't get this twisted now and say, I will not go to school again. <laughs> I will not do I will not go to work again. Since it is God's plan, I want to be carrying out. <laughs> no. You will carry out the two intelligently. Does that make sense? Remember I told you there is a natural ambition and a what? Supernatural ambition. So those born of the Spirit, they are men carrying out God's plan and God's purpose. So, the course of my life has changed. Hiya. Because I'm born of the Spirit. I don't know about you. The course of my life has changed. My life has been altered. My steps have been redirected. Because I'm working with God's plan. Because I'm working with God's purpose. So, there are times you might be doing other things. Other than what God has planned. 
Let's look at an example again. Saul of Tarsus. <laughs> you actually injuring God's plan, persecuting people. But look at what happened. God came and altered his plan. And what happened? He started carrying out God's purpose, reaching the nations. Are you seeing it? Look at what Paul now said in Galatians 1 verse 15. Look at it. Look at it. Get, let's open there. You will love this. Oh, boy. Galatians 1 verse 15. Is it making sense? So, <laughs> you are not ordinary. I am supernatural. So, that shows. Why are we teaching this? You need to know why you were born. Why are you in Rochester, New York? Why are you in Alabama? Why are you in Boston? Why are you in Indianapolis? Why are you in North Durham? Why are you in the city you are in? You were born and there to fulfill God's purpose. Look at, look at Galatians 1 verse 15. Look at what it says. It says, when he pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb. Uh -uh. But you know, <laughs> but look at something. He was persecuting people and killing people. He supervised the death of Stephen. But look at that. He has now understood. He said, God separated me from my mother's womb and called me by grace. Look at what happened. To reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the ether. And he says, immediately I confirmed not with flesh and blood. Ayah. So that shows when God's purpose come upon a man, so can we say salvation is God's purpose? So that means when you are getting man saved tomorrow on your outreach, what are you doing with that person? You are giving them God's purpose. You are giving them God's plan. Look at what Paul said. He said, it pleased me. Who them separated me from my mother's soul? He said, immediately. What happened? I preached to the I started preaching. So God's plan, so that was God's plan for his life, to be the minister of the gospel. So along the line, he met, along the line, the purpose met him. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like Abraham, who they, uh, it wasn't like, um, like Isaac, who's, who's, who, which prophecy was, who was prophesied about. Are you getting what I'm saying? But along the line, just like some of you are today, along the line, you just got born again. Are you getting what I'm saying? Purpose met him. So being born of the Spirit means to serve God's purpose. And you can't do that by your power or your mind. Zechariah 4 verse 6. He said, not by power, not by might, but by the Spirit of God. You can't do it by your, by your, your might. It's by the Spirit. It's by the Spirit. It's by the Spirit. It's by the Spirit. Is by the Spirit. Sephret, Diska, Letter, Zoprotoski, Ladanso, Sosobratiskas. Is by the Spirit. And your eyes will open to see the realities of what God will want you to do in the years to come. Your eyes will be open to see it because you were born with a purpose. See, I was born with a purpose. And my eyes can see it. Yeah. So we'll continue. So being born of the Spirit. Remember we said the last week, we said, being born of the Spirit is everlasting life. 
Right? Remember, I was saying everlasting indwelling of his spirit. So, we said everlasting life is everlasting indwelling of the spirit. So now, we are looking out for the purpose. Now, praying in tongues. Now, let me just give you an addendum to something. Praying in tongues doesn't mean that. Now, see. Remember we said there is a supernatural life. The supernatural and personal ambition. Now, see. Praying in tongues will not help you pass your exam. Hope you know. Praying in tongues... We not help you do your work at your work effectively. You will just do the work that they've trained you to do and be diligent with it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You will have to study hard for your exam because that's a natural ambition. But to carry out God's plan, you know you have to pray in tongues. You will have to fast. You have to study the scriptures. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because it is two different things. It's two different things. So you have to be diligent at what you do. And le- so I'm just saying this as an average. Learn to manage your time well. Learn to manage y- y- your life, your ministry, and your natural life well. Because life is going to get busy. It's going to get more busier. Are you getting what I'm saying? Learn to manage everything well. Okay, right. So back, back to what I'm saying. So being born of the Spirit will mean along the line you will know who you are. I trust God that you are beginning to know who you are. And the consciousness of it is beginning to dawn on you. See, being born of the Spirit means, look at Paul, Saul of Tarsus. He was breathing threats, persecuting the Christians. But along the line, he knew, ah, I'm a man sent from God. Abraham, he was an Ethan, an idol worshiper, but he became the father of many nations. Along the line, he knew who he was. So being born of the Spirit will mean to serve God's plan. Being born again is, so that means, can we say being born again is beyond you? Can we say that? It's beyond you. That shows the supernatural work of the believer is that God gave you his Spirit for a reason. So now, remember last week we were looking at the Spirit is in the believer, right? And we said we're God's temple and all of those things. We are coming there. But remember, we have an indwelling of the spirit that is with us. So now, the supernatural work of the believer is that the spirit of God is given to us for a purpose. The spirit of God is not given to you to serve yourself. It is given for God's plan. To fulfill God's plan and purpose. Look at Elias and Anna. You know, he like misjudged Anna. He said, you are drunk. Anna said, my Lord, your maiden servant is not drunk. You know, he, he like also had two children who were known publicly for error. God used for Anna. Look at look, look God used for Anna. That same Eli. That shows we will learn to walk in honor. Because people's wrong conduct is not an excuse for you to behave badly. See, I say it this way. My pastor used to say something this way. God, we have a plan. I'm saying an abridge of something now. 
God will have a plan. See, let me tell you what I'm doing in this series. I'm saying so many things in this series that will form one. So you have to pay attention. Are you getting what I'm saying? See, my pastor used to say something. God will have a plan. And we put it in someone's, someone else. And he expects you to relate with that person. And honor that person in his own love. So he expects you to be in relationships. I'm not talking about romantic relationship. Oh. Because anytime people mention relationship now, their, their, their head just automatically go to romantic relationship. No. He expects you to be in relationships. So let me tell you, he has things in other people and he will give to them. And those other people will be as human as you. See, there is never a person, there is no one God has used in isolation before. It is not possible. Go and check all the scriptures. There is no one God has used in isolation before. In fact, I have a teaching on the church, a letter to the churchless Christian. You should listen to it. There is no one God has used in isolation before. See, God will have a plan. See, he will put it in joy. Eh? So, th that plan is with joy. God will have a plan. Eh? He will have something. He will put it in joy. So that Sister Joy will talk to Sister AY. If they are not in relationship with one another, or they fight, or they dishonor one another, AY now will miss God's plan for her life. And it might take her 10 years to get it. Supernatural relationships. And I'm going to even be more emphatic on this in the coming days. Is something you must not toy with. This company of believers you have around you is something you must not toy with. You cannot fulfill God's plan on your own. It's a lie. Stop thinking in your mind, I will just go and be preaching alone. I will just go and be, I will go and be having disciples alone. It's a lie. God has put, see. Why am I your pastor today? It's a privilege. God has put in me something you don't have. So that I will bless you. And you are, I have to be in relationship with one another. So that, we get, so that you will get it. And you will now fulfill God's plan. Just like a sermon today. You probably don't know what I'm teaching. And I'm explaining it to you now. So that you will understand what God's plan is for your life. So, never be in offense. Never. Never want to stay isolated. Because, see, let me tell you, man needs man. You cannot help yourself. You can't. Before. So, he expects you to be in relationship. So, he has things in other people. And he will give it to them. And they will be as human as you. See, eh? if we as believers learn to see one another in honor, we will see miracles. See, eh? as a local church, if we learn to see even new disciples in honor, I stop thinking, ah, they probably don't know much. See, we will see more miracles. Usually what happens is that Honor goes to the man of God, and which is good. I mean, it's good, but the honor should go around. 
Don't, don't just be jesting. See, do you know what is in Sister Joy? Don't just come around Sister Joy and just be jesting. And just be slapping and just be do, 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 do. This person is God's vessel that can bless you. Are you getting what I'm saying? See, never, see, listen to me, guys. Listen, everybody look up and look at me. Never toy with relationship with people. You are not God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Never burn any bridge with anybody. Never be the one to walk out on any relationship with anybody. You can stay away. But never burn bridges. Are you getting what I'm saying? See, you are not God. My mother was sharing me a story. Ask favor. We're listening to my mother sharing a story a couple of days ago. And she was saying that there were friends she had when she was in, when she was in um, high school and university days. And they traveled to the United States. I mean, she was still in Nigeria back then, years ago, about 20 years ago. He said, these people, these people, she asked these people, everybody knows that, and these people did not call her again. She said, look at life. Are we not in the same United States now? He said, they don't even have what she has. But you know what? My mother said, it's already too late for them to call back. He said, now they want to be our friends. It's already too late. You are not God. Never walk out of a place because of offense. Never walk out of a relationship, a supernatural relationship, a church because of offense. Deal with it first. See, there is a brotherhood in Christ that calls for me to honor. That calls for me to honor you even if we have issues. See, we are because you are born of the Spirit and I must see you in that light. See, many things we get in prayer, my pastor used to say, many things we get in prayer, we can lose them by dishonor and speaking loosely. Many things we get in prayer, we just, be, we just dishonor it. I don't even dishonor any of you in this place. I don't. I see you as God's man. I see you as God's vessel. I see you as somebody carrying out God's purpose on the earth. I trust that God is working with you. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, my pastor will say this. He say, after salvation, he says the believer needs knowledge. He say, yes, it's true. But he say, eh, the believer needs supernatural relationships. Because see, you know, why am I doing ministry today? I tell you people all the time, my friend, Soji helped me. Imagine I dishonored what he said that day. Do you know? Look at what will happen. Guys, I might be looking, I might still be stranded today looking for that help. Because God probably put in him that statement to tell me, ah, you can do it now in Yoruba. So that I will hear it and I will do it. If I had despised that statement that year, I probably may not be here today. I probably will not be here today. And you know what will happen? You too might not be here. 
will all be roaming about because one person did not yield to God. No, not just because one person did not yield to God. One person despised the word on a supernatural relationship. <laughs> Guys, all, my pastor always say this, and I will tell you, and I've been saying it. God uses men. See, it is human being like you that God is going to use for you. Unperfect like you. Noah was a drunkard. But did God not use him to achieve his aim? Abraham slept with Agar, had even other concubines, but he did not become the father of many nations. <laughs> Guys, Moses. <laughs> you know Moses. David, Uriah, Bathsheba. Did David not still fulfill God's plan? Imagine all you you are focused about is how David and Bathsheba. Uh, you know, there will be people in that is temple, in that is palace, that all they are just thinking about is eh, David and Bathsheba. Ah, ah. Mm. You kill Uriah. And God has moved on. You, you are there. And that's all you are focused about. That when David was talking before, you don't want to know what David is saying again. <laughs> Paulus Tarsus, Saul, a killer, became the man God used. Learn to see people in honor, regardless of their fault and weaknesses. You, as you are hearing me today, you have your own problem. Abby? But see, God will use you that way. In fact, he likes that you have the problem. Because he makes you more human. And he's going to use you that way. So, God's method is man. Man. Unperfect like you. So, check your relationships. The most important thing is supernatural relationship. And, your, and I used to tell you, this is your supernatural relationships in church, your friends. Not people who will carry you into trouble. Not people that you know, this one, you are not supposed to talk to this one. I'm not saying that to... You know there are certain people you know you should not talk to. Hope you know. If you don't know, you are, you, then you are, not, you are not wise as a believer. But there are relationships that God has ordained for your life. See, if you do not remember anything in this message, remember my own story. Amujola Soji. The day I wanted to be ordained, that hands will be laid on me. No, a day before, hands will be laid on me. And I will catch the call to ministry. I wanted to run. So they just dragged me back. I took you people to the spot. Some of you that followed me to Accra. So they just dragged me back. Where are you going to? You will do it. He said it in Yoruba. He said you will do it. Ah. Walaita la I heard God. That till tomorrow, if I'm giving up, I hear that voice. Holy shit now. That was it. In Yoruba. It means you will do it. And hands was laid on me, and the call of ministry came on me. 
imagine I have despised his word and I have run away. I would have missed that woman laying hands on me that day. And I will not be in Rochester today. You will probably not have met me. Those you are teaching today will not have met me. We will all be wandering about, seeking whom to devour. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, that thing that they say people's life are tied to people's life is true. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's true. It's true. Look at Paul. Imagine Paul was not born again. We would not have heard of Timothy. We would not have heard of Titus. We would not have heard, we would not have had a writer called Luke. Luke is Paul's disciple. We would not have had a writer called Luke. We would not have had the book of Acts written if Paul wasn't born again. We would not have known, we would not have been saying Philemon 1 verse 6. We would not have had the book of Colossae, Epaphras. Look at Romans 16, I taught you. Look at the list of people. He listed that ah, these are his people. And not do it alone. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. That thought of the devil to want to isolate you, to want to make you always be in your room, pressing phone, to want to always be in your room. You don't want to talk to anybody, you don't like people, you don't do this. That's the that's the devil. How will you not like people? If God doesn't want us to like people, doesn't, don't, don't, don't want us to like people, He would not have given us parents. He would have just, all of us would just meet each other somewhere and pick ourselves, our pieces up and go. But do you know what happened? He made sure that a man and a woman meet to give birth to you. So you are already theory. It's not just you. <laughs> so you are already born inside a family. Theory people. So you are now three. One, if you are the only child, two, your father, your mother, one person, you again. Relationships. You have to go to school. Relationships. You have to meet people. Relationships. You have to come to church. The local church is where supernatural relationships are developed. Don't joke with things like that. Some of you know you would have been here today because of somebody. Some of you know you not have even been in this church because of somebody. The reason why you are in this church is because of somebody. Imagine the person did not yield. So I said, so, so from creation, God made us to want relationship. I'm not talking of romantical. Don't go and hear devil. From creation, God made us want relationship. So we must interrelate. We must interrelate. I said that as an average, and I hope he blessed you. Yes, I hope he blessed you. Yes, so back to what I'm saying. Being born of the Spirit is to be born of God, is to serve God supernaturally. Being born of the Spirit is to serve God supernaturally. So at salvation, God gave us his Spirit to dwell in you forever. And to do what? To serve others. So why did he give you his spirit? To dwell in you forever. And to do what? And to serve others. So being born of the spirit is born supernaturally. Being born of the spirit 
means you were born a minister of the gospel. Hiya. Being born of the spirit means you were born into the ministry. Say, I was born into the ministry. You're not sounding like a minister. You're not sounding like a minister. You're born into the ministry. Being born of the spirit means that you were born to serve. So service is the reason you were born to serve because that's why you are born of the Spirit. So when he says, he that is born of this flesh is flesh. Did Ishmael fulfill the plan? Did Esau fulfill the plan? So those who are born of the Spirit carry out the plan, right? They carry out the God's purpose. They carry out God's agenda. So let me tell you, you and I, we have a supernatural life. Say, I have a supernatural life. We have a supernatural life. We have a supernatural life. Remember I told us last week that your faculties has been enabled. Your seeing faculties has been enabled. It has been enabled. Your hearing faculties has been enabled. Your capacities has been enabled. And why are they enabled? They are enabled to serve others. Are you seeing it? Because he gave you his spirit to dwell in you forever and also to do what? To serve others. So your seeing faculties has been enabled. Why? So you will see and serve others. You will hear God and serve others. So God gave you his spirit. Remember I told you last week, I said, God gave his spirit to walk through you to reach others. So, and how does God reach others? He reaches people, not by himself. He walks through you to reach others. So he gave you his spirit. Let me tell you why. To achieve his own plan. (laughs) That is why you cannot pray in tongues to pass an exam. Hope you know. If you do not read and go and pray in tongues, you will fail. <laughs> I've done it before. I failed. I wanted to say, I have the life of God in me. <laughs> the power of God works in me. I was in the ice cream. I, I, I saw the thing was confused. In tongues. <laughs> as, I was, as I was writing this, I was remembering my tongue. You know, those are the tongues, tongues we seize. I failed. He did not give you his spirit so that when you are at your workplace, instead of you to be typing and be asking questions from your boss, he said, Shefe, Susa, Elede, Geskedigo, Oprodozusus. Boss, what are you saying? No, you ask your boss. <laughs> you ask your boss effectively, or they fire you. You just got to severe, doso, dususuzu to your boss. He was like, what are you saying? He said, you don't understand. Solada, Efeledushu, Zuzuzubagada. He was like, what are you saying again? He was like, ah, it's like this one is, this one needs, his mental health has to be shaked. <laughs> he was like, take two weeks. From the two weeks, he just said, sorry, I don't think you are, we're so sorry, we're so sorry, we're so sorry, we're so sorry. no, we're so sorry to let you go. <laughs> so, he didn't give you his spirit because of all of that. He gave you his spirit to achieve his own purpose. What I thought you in glory meeting is it making sense now with this? 
So we can say, I am saved to serve. Say, I am saved to serve. I am saved I'm sure you have seen those statements before now. I'm sure, you've, I'm sure you've heard those statements before. You've seen it in different places. But do you see what it means now? I am saved to serve. Now let's go back to our John 3. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. We are just getting there. Is it making sense? So look at John 3 verse 3. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, very, we settled that already. We said fulfilled, right? It says, And say unto thee, Except a man be born again. Now you understand born again. Born of the Spirit. Born to achieve God's plan. Born from outside. That is not born from this normal world. He cannot see the kingdom of God. And what does kingdom mean? Kingdom means authority and dominion and to reign. Kingdom means authority and dominion and to reign. So we can safely say, I'll say it again, authority and dominion and to reign. So we can safely say, except a man is born again, he cannot see God's reign. How many of you say that now? Can we say that? He cannot see what God is. Can we say, he cannot see what God is doing? How many of you see that? Okay, let, let's look at John 3 verse 3 again. Oh, guys, look at me. He says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born, of, born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And we say kingdom means what? Authority, Authority dominion, and reign, right? Alright. So can we say now, except a man be born again, he cannot see God's reign. Can we say that? Yes, he cannot see God's dominion. Can we say that? Yes, Can we say he cannot see what God is doing? Yes, Can we say that? Yes, Can we say that? Yes, so see, so I can see what God is doing. Why? You are born again. So I am born to see it. You are born now to see what God is doing. Why? You are born again. You are born of the Spirit. So, I can, because salvation, now let me tell you something salvation did. Salvation produced sight, supernatural sight. So, visions and revelations is real to you as a believer. Remember, we are studying the supernatural life. So, visions and revelation, seen in the Spirit, is real to you. Why? Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And so now we are born again. You and I can see God's dominion. Wow. We can look at it like, wow. This is God's reign. So that shows when John was writing Revelations and said, I was in the spirit in the lost day. And he was writing those things that he saw and penning it down. Can we say he was seeing what God is doing? Can we say that? Can we say he was seeing in the spirit? He was seeing visions and revelation. Yeah. Because remember, we said our sight has been enabled. Our faculties has been enabled. Because I told you, there is a natural use and a what? A supernatural use. 
So I can see what God is doing. I can see what God is doing. Now, what? So now, let's look at this. What is God doing in New York today? An harvest of souls. Wild harvest by the Spirit of God. That is what God is doing. What is God doing in the United States? He wants to light up all the dark places in the campuses and set men aright for the gospel. What is God doing? Young men are coming back on fire to, for God. What is God doing? Chain smokers will drop their smoking and they will serve God. Young people will give up pornography and be fervent for God. What is, you, what is God doing? There is going to be an outburst of the Spirit of God and a wild demonstration of the power of God. It will be seen in Walmart. It will be seen in Kroger, Wegmans, across the malls, even big malls. It will be seen in those ways. We can see, why? We are born again. We can see what God is doing. What is God doing in our local church? He's strengthening and retraining everybody. And making sure that everybody is fit. So there will, be, there will be places all of you are lacking. The training of God's Spirit is bringing you back to effectiveness. Why? Because in the next couple of years, God is pushing forth you. You, 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 you. To go and light up a dark place. Are you seeing it? That is what God is doing. Now, you can pick it up and say, in my ministry location, I see what God is doing here. Why? Your sight has been needed. You know why I told you to be smart to receive in this meeting? Your sight has been needed. So you can see. So that shows you must be able to take initiative from the Spirit. So if you get to your ministry location, you, you have a supernatural wisdom to take initiative on what to do. You have a supernatural wisdom on what to say. Listen to supernatural business. You will get what I'm saying now. Your mouth is touched because your, your faculties have been aided. So that shows I can walk up to an unbelieving person, not scripted, not saying the regular, have you believed God? Have you did no. I can walk up to that person now and say, and I have supernatural words to speak. Because my words has been needed. <laughs> so I don't necessarily have to be that scripture and say, hey, have you believed the gospel? I can start with visions and revelations with the person. My sight has been needed. My hearing has been enabled. I can hear God for the person. I can just say, hey, I have a word for you. Are you by any chance this, this, that? And the person will be like, oh yeah. All right, I have this. This is what God is about to say in this situation. And I just said that I should tell you. Do you know that Jesus loves you? Have you believed the gospel? Then we continue from there. <laughs> it's a supernatural season. Wild demonstrations of the power of God's season. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So we have a supernatural life. Say, I have a supernatural life. You're not saying it like I mean it. We have a supernatural life. So I can take initiatives from the Spirit. So what is God doing in your ministry location? A harvest of what? Not just an harvest. 
the Lord told us, wild harvest of souls. So that shows you can do storm outreaches every day and double it. And double the time you go for outreach. If you used to go for outreach before, one hour you can say one hour, 30 minutes or two hours. Why? You know what God is doing. The job done through you. Wild harvest, you will be the one to take the initiative. Are you seeing it? So you can say, this Saturday, I want to just preach for five hours. Why? It's a wild harvest by the Spirit of God. Wild harvest means not just that we'll reach people. No, no, no. no. Wild harvest means we will have, instead of saying, which we should be having 59 potentials in one day. That's wild harvest. You know, we can have 200 potential disciples in one day. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not joking. I'm, not, I'm telling you by the Spirit of God what is going to happen. But we are going to take the initiatives. Why? We can see what God is doing. The Lord said it's a wild harvest. The Lord said campuses are going to be lighted up by the fire of God's Spirit. The Lord said we are going to strengthen our churches more. We can see it. See, I can see it. You're not saying like you mean. I can see it. So that shows you are going to demonstrate the power of God much more. Why? That is what God is doing. So you can say, my hands are enabled. My hands are enabled. My mouth is supernatural. My, mouth is supernatural. my eyes is enabled. My eyes is enabled. Even my presence. Even my presence. <laughs> Even my presence. Darkness cannot comprehend it. So I can walk to Walmart conscious of the power of God with me. And every devil in Walmart will run away. Why? Light and darkness cannot cohabit in the place. Wow. It's a season of wild demonstrations of the power of God. So you can walk into Walmart and people are falling down. And you'll be wondering what's going on. Everybody coming around you, they are on the floor. So, what are we going to do? What initiative are we going to take? We'll pray more. We'll reach out more. Are you seeing it? Guys, are you seeing it? Yes, or 100 saved in one day. Right? Yes, That's what we're going to be doing. Why? We can see it. We can decide now and say we are traveling to a city. All of us. Take a bus and we say we are traveling to another city, a city close to us, like Syracuse. And say, we are going to light up this place. And you know, the devil will give way. Why? Our presence alone will stop darkness. Our sight, we can see what God is doing there. We can travel to Buffalo University and say, we want to light up this campus by the Spirit of God. We can travel to Virginia State University and say, we want to light up this place by the Spirit of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? We can travel to Boston University and say, we want to light up this place by the Spirit of God. Why? We see what God is doing. See, I can see it. I can see it. So when you walk on the streets, instead of seeing chain smokers and seeing them in the natural, no, you are seeing the harvest. When you see young people on social media doing something, 
instead of seeing things like that, you are seeing something different. You are seeing an harvest. So that shows. Let's bring it home. You can look around you right now and you can see something different about the person you are sitting there with. Why? Remember I told you you must see in honor, right? So that shows you can look around you and you can have a word for somebody around you. Why? You can see what God is doing. Your sight has been aided. Your, your fogs in your ears has been gone. So your, your antenna is switched into a supernatural antenna where you can hear God more clearly with a brighter frequency. It's a supernatural season. Your dreams has changed. They are now revelations time. So when you close your eyes, instead of seeing people running, people do, you are having an encounter with God. So you can even be opening your eyes seated on your own. And you are having supernatural experiences. 2 verse 1. When the day of Pentecost was suddenly come, as of a rushing, you know, till today we can only say as of a rushing mighty way. Those that heard it know what they heard. So you can see through the eyes of the Spirit. The person inside you. You can choose now to see the person after the flesh or after the spirit. I can now say, A.Y. cooks for me. And say, A.Y. is a cook. But I can switch and see A.Y. as a man of God. And say, no. The power of God works with you and enables your faculties so strong that you will produce more results in the coming days. And that's going to happen to you. More Give me your hand. More results. Results of supernatural. More. 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 Hundreds of souls saved. 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 And is not going to stress you. Saved and is not going to stress you. Saved. More disciples. More, more disciples. Why? We are supernatural. Say I am supernatural. Say I am supernatural. So my faculties has been enabled. Let's be seated. I'm not done. My faculties has been enabled. Say my faculties has been enabled. So the indwelling of this now what is the indwelling of the spirit doing with us it has assisted us to see what god is doing so now remember we said the spirit of god dwells in us forever right and it is with us to fulfill god's plan right it is also assisting us to see what god is doing so i can look at you now and say i see a mighty harvest with you in your ministry location there is an harvest of disciples and that is it. 
I can see it. Say, I can see it. So, look at John 3, verse 5. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, look at something. He says, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You know, in verse 3, John 3, verse 3, he says, he cannot see the kingdom of God, right? And we say, he cannot, that means we can see what God is doing. So now, in verse 5, he now says, he cannot enter into that. So now, I am not just seeing what God is doing. See, look at it. I am part of what he is doing. Because I have entered the kingdom. <laughs> I'm in the kingdom now. I'm in his authority now. I'm in his reign now. So I am part of what he's doing. So that shows God is using me. Hallelujah. Say God is using me. You're not saying like him. How about waking up in the morning and say, wow. Thank you, Lord, for using me. You give me your spirit to reach the world. So I am part of it. Say, I am part of what he's doing. So, you know, we can say in New York, we are part of what God is doing. In North America, we are part of what God is doing. In South America, we, you know, we can say we are part of what God is doing, right? In, in Africa, in Europe, we are part of what God is doing. Say, I am part of what God is doing. You're not sounding like you so in your, so now in that your ministry location, how about walking around that place and say, in this place, I am part of what God is doing here. Because you know God wants to reach them. In not dream, in UR, in RIT, across all our campuses, all and even more, we are part of what God is doing here. And we can see it, right? So the kingdom of God is the ministry of the word and the spirit. The kingdom is preached. Remember I told you, the word kingdom is the root word basar. I taught you that. I said, it means the news of a king. I don't know if you remember. The news of a king, the kingdom, right? The activities of the kingdom or the exploit. I don't know if you remember that. Or the exploit of a kingdom. So, and it was used in First Samuel. So that means when I go to preach the gospel, Mark 16, when it says, go and preach the gospel, I am going to announce the news of it. Can I say, I am going to announce what God is doing. Can we say that? Yes. Can we say that? Yes, exactly. So when I'm preaching the gospel, I am telling people, this is what God is doing. He wants to get you saved. He wants to get you healed. So when I walk up to a man and I'm preaching, what am I doing? I am telling him what God is doing. Because I am actually part of it. A supernatural life. Who will go? So when I'm born again, I can see what God is doing. I am part of what God is doing. So that means I have a supernatural life. Say I have a supernatural life. To carry out a supernatural ministry. Say I have a supernatural ministry. Say, I have a supernatural ministry. Interestingly, our church is called the supernatural. <laughs> we have a supernatural ministry. The ministry of the word and the spirit. And we can see what God is doing. Not just that we can see it. All of us in the supernatural church, we can see and we are part of what God is doing. Why? We are born of the spirit. 
and we have a supernatural life. So now, what? Now, let's let's bring it home. Let's start let's start putting things to a close now. Have you been blessed? Yes, sir. What what makes no, no. so what makes a, a doctor different from a lawyer? Who knows that? What makes a doctor different from a lawyer? Why? He has an ability, right? He has an, a capacity, a skill, a certain skill that is different from others. others. A lawyer has certain skill now. That it's just like some of you are doctors, some of you are nurses here, some of you are engineers, some of you are mathematicians. People have different skills. Some of you are business people, some of you are, you know, my own. <laughs> I cannot relate to science. I can't. I can't relate to, to what they do in the hospital. That's because you have been skilled professionally while I'm not skilled in that level. Are you getting But if they bring politics to me now, I remember me and my father we were arguing politics a couple of days ago. I was wondering, why are we arguing? I said, ah, we were, we were arguing. No, it's not like that. No, it's like that. So Ina said, that his old father, he too was arguing with his old father. <laughs> Couple of days ago, that is in the blood. I said, oh, it makes sense. I said, because I shall know that. When some people are saying something about politics and they want to, I can, I can feel like slapping them. So me, I just thought to myself, it makes sense. So it flows in the blood. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? So everybody have different skills or certain things that work for them. So now, and just it just simply means they have a capacity to do what they can do. Some of you now have the capacity. It's just like I was talking to Chabaka this morning now and I say, she made that year herself. I say, so you have the capacity to do business, to do year, to do all of everything you do together. I say it's what is such a talent. You know, not everybody can do that. You can do here, you can do makeup, you can do business, you can cook, you can ah uh ah, -uh, only you. Ah uh ah. -uh. <laughs> what a skill. I think that's what I'm saying. Why some people is only preaching, they know how to do. You know, the second Timothy 350. I think that's what I'm saying. Why some people is only mass, they know. Just to be looking for mass troubles. I don't know why some people are looking for yes and why. That is still baffles me to tomorrow. Find x. If s is equal to 2 and minus 2 is equal to the minus 10, what is s raised to power 2? If s doesn't want to go that way, find y. If y doesn't want to do it, then cosine it into the <laughs> and use the four-figure table to calculate what the Lord is doing. The Lord is preaching the God. <laughs> the Lord is reaching out to souls. Hallelujah. <laughs> Life is not that difficult. But that's a capacity to do something. Does that make sense? So, but you know what we have done? You know what has happened to us as believers? We have received a supernatural ministry. A capacity to do what we are doing. A capacity to preach. A capacity to minister to the people. To people. So, you and I, by virtue of salvation, we've received a supernatural ministry. Say, I have a supernatural ministry. So the supernatural ministry comes with abilities, seeing abilities, talking abilities, hearing abilities, demonstrating abilities. 
And that ability is not in the flesh. It is not mass. It is not science. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's not business. So, uh, 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 that's why there's a, there's, there's a difference between a motivational speaker and a, and a preacher. I mean, it's not wrong to be a motivational speaker, whatever. Anybody, don't you need motivation? Me, sir, I need motivation to... I, I need the motivation to wake up this morning. So, if I have listened to more motivational speech, I'm sure I would have woken up earlier. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> so, it's not a crime. But, there's a difference between motivational speech and preaching. Because the work of the kingdom is done supernaturally. The work of ministry is done supernaturally. It is in words by preaching and demonstrating of power. Demonstrations of the spirit. That's why Paul said, my preaching and my teaching is not with enticing words of my wisdom. Hiya. But what? With the demonstration of the spirit and power. Say so that your faith will not stand in the wisdom of men because we have not come to entice you. I'm not coming to tell you required to refire, to refire, to require and to go to a fire. That's not what I'm saying. What we are saying is supernatural. My preaching is supernatural. Hence I will pray. Hence I will fast. Hence I will study. Why? It is supernatural. So, and we have been assisted by God to minister by the Spirit. See, I've been assisted by God, assisted by God to, minister by the Spirit. to minister by the Spirit. So first, now let's bring it home. Let's just bring it home. Before we look at outside, do you know all of us here have the capacity and we have been assisted by the Spirit to minister to one another? That shows today you can give somebody an accurate word in this place. You can prophesy and, it, you will, and the person will see it come to pass. Why? Your speech has been enabled. You have the abilities that are assisted by the Spirit of God. Specials, remember I told you, supernatural relationship. We are in a local church altogether because God has sent all of us to minister to one another and all of us are going to receive. You know, I get blessed by some of you, not some of you, all of you, right? Most of you minister to me. I minister to you. That's the local church. So, we are going to see the persons around us in this church today seated beside us as somebody we are minister, as someone we are sent to. Because, see, you know what knowledge does for us, right? You know what I'm teaching you? Knowledge makes you effective in your practice. It makes you effective in your demonstration. It makes you know how to do these things effectively. What I'm doing with you is training you people on how to do this effectively. See, when you got born again, there is an ability in you that can help you function beyond the ordinary. That is why these same hands you used to slap people, these same hands you used to, you used to eat and gather and lift things, it's these same hands you can also use to minister to the sick. It's these same hands you can lay and say it is a laying on of hands. So they, you have the capacities from the new birth to be an able minister of the gospel. Say, I have the capacity from the new birth to be 
an able minister. So he gave us his spirit. So a lot of so stop thinking that the reason for his spirit. So stop thinking. I, I, I'm closing now. So stop thinking that the reason for his spirit is so that uh, 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 you will pass your exam. No, he gave us his spirit to minister to people, and you are not going to dishonor the men he has sent to you. So this morning, or this afternoon, sorry, we are not going to dishonor one another. We are going to see one another in God's light for our lives. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? We are going to minister by prophecy to one another. Why? We want to speak God's word over our lives and it must come to pass. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? We are going to do that this morning or this afternoon. So don't look at the person and say, this person that fought me yesterday. This person that did this or that yesterday. No, he gave us his spirit to produce good conduct. So it's not as if the person has to be perfect. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why you must honor. You don't shout at people. You don't do. respect people. Be honorable. Are you getting what I'm saying? Avoid problem. So you can hear God talk to you about someone. Why? Your, cap- your faculties has been enabled. You can hear God talk to you about someone. You can see a vision about somebody this afternoon. We are going to. Your, you will see it clear. See, I can see it clear. You don't sound like a minute. I can see it clear. Some of you are going to see clearly. Clearly. Some of you are going to see the person's 10 years clearly. Clearly. Why? Our faculties have been enabled. We are going to lay hands on the sick this week. I want all of us, all of you, all of you, to go and look for a sick this week and lay your hands on them. Are you getting what I'm saying? Assignment for the week, you must get a person healed. Are you getting me? You must get one person healed. Why? Your hands has been enabled. Say, my hands has been enabled. Don't forget what I said. Your assignment is what? Get someone healed. Get someone what? Not somebody that you pray and say, we trust God. No, Eastern result. And they will come your way. Why? Because I just spoke. Yes, sir. <laughs> I just spoke, so they are going to come your way. Yes, I've spoken. They will come your way. So you are going to yes, get them yes, mute. Yes, Why? You can see what God is doing, right? Yes, what is God doing with that sickness? What is God doing with them? He used to heal them. And how is he doing it? He's walking through you, right? Yeah. So you can prophesy and say things to people that will come to pass. Now, let me tell you the truth. These abilities has been with you even before you came here this morning. <laughs> These abilities has been with you before you came to church this morning. And you can do it even after now. This week, as a church, we want to get 200 people saved. Is it possible? Yes, sir. Wild harvest by the Spirit of God. Yes, sir. Wild demonstrations of power. Yes, sir. So we are all working together to get 200 people saved. And at least 50 potentials. This week. Is it possible? Yes, sir. From Monday to Saturday. Is it possible? Yes, sir. 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 Why? 
we have the Spirit of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? We have a supernatural mouth, a supernatural sight to see who is this person. As you know, you will have a sight to see somebody to say, "No, I'm not talking to this person. I will talk to this one. This one, God wants to use this one." You know that thing I was explaining to you a couple of months ago and telling you you can be supernaturally led to people. Is it making sense to you now? Because your sight has been enabled. So you can naturally see the person and say, no, this is the... You see, this is this one. The person might not look like you say, this is this person. This, I see me and this one walking together. I see this one being an usher. I see this one singing and leading men into worship. I remember when I first met Chiamaka, I told her, I said, what I see is you, I see you as an healing minister. She didn't understand it then, but I know she, she does now. I said, see, all I see. She didn't look like it when I said it. In fact, she was on serious. In fact, she laughed it off. I said, all I see is a min- an healing minister. I remember when I met Noah, I said, all I see is a pastor. Remember? I said, all I see is a pastor. He didn't even understand what I said. He was just looking at me. What's what's this guy saying? Why? But we have a supernatural sight to see people in God's ability. So, one advice I will give us before we leave today is watch what you hear. Man is a product of influence. Don't move around people who talk about the things of the Spirit and, and speak lowly of it. No. Man is a product of, the, of influence. It will dwindle in your life. Whatever you don't, whatever you, whatever you mock, you can never attract. Whatever you speak down on can never work in your life. Don't be anywhere. Where people talk, I've always told you this over and over. Talk down on the power of God. You will accept you will accept you don't want to see it happen in your life. I don't know about you, but I want to keep healing the sick. I want to keep by my hands. See, let me tell you a vision I saw years ago. I saw us emptying an hospital and see a news channel brought it up. We went to an hospital and emptied it. All the sick people were healed. That nurses did not have work to do for one week. And you know we are the out. So stay around. Stay around the things of God. You're not saying like you mean it. You're not saying like you mean it. You know I told us last week. We are the house of God, right? Remember? We are the house of God. And I said we are in his temple, right? We are his temple in my father's house. Remember I told us last week, in my father's house there are many mansions. Uh, we are God's temple. And in this temple, we carry out God's activity. In this temple, the activities of God works through me. He carries out his purpose and plan through me in this temple. He meets the needs of people through me. You know, tonight, this afternoon, we are about to meet the needs of one another. Why? We are supernatural. Say I'm supernatural. supernatural. So he walks through me. 
There is no one God has worked with that is perfect. No one. No one. So don't expect to be perfect. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't expect that uh, all of you have your flaws, but you are going to minister regardless because God is working through you. I told you, Noah was a drunkard. David, Eli, Saul of Tarsus. But God walked through them, right? So, why were those stories written? They were written to show you that God works with men, with eating vessels like you. That's why Paul will write in, in Corinthians, he says, we have an eating vessels. We are, we are, we, ah, he says, we are a treasure in the eating vessels. But God doesn't wait for your perfect moment. He only waits for your believing acts. So why are we going to pray? Why are we going to fast? Because we know what God is doing through us. Say, I know what God is doing through us. And you know he's walking through us. He's walking through us. He's walking through you and I. He's, he's, ah, he's walking through us to, 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 to cause a wide harvest and eruption. And we are going to be sensitive and intentional with it. Prophecies has gone forth over us. What has been spoken over our lives. And they are going to come to pass. What that have gone forth over our lives are going to come to pass. We are in that season of wild harvest by the Spirit of God. Mighty demonstration, wild demonstrations of power by the Spirit of God. Lighting up the dark places around the campuses in North America and beyond. We're in that move and we see what God is doing. So we're going to be intentional. We're going to be loud. We're going to be bold. Our focus this week, we're getting 200 men saved. More, so we're intensifying our outreaches because we see what God is doing. We will initiate conversations. Our eyes will be able to see people in the sight of God, in, in God's eyes. There will be an intense evangelism. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's, let's just pray. Lift your voice and let's just pray. Let's, let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Uh. Oh, us. Let's be on our feet. Oh, somebody stand beside you. Let's be on our feet. Oh, somebody stand beside you. And let's agree. A supernatural life. Supernatural sights. Supernatural. Supernatural years. Enabled capabilities, enabled faculties, wild harvest and demonstrations of power. Hallelujah. I've said it and it's going to happen. This week, sick bodies will be orchestrated to come your way because you are going to yield them. And you're also going to look for them too. And you are going to yield them. 
you are going to do what you have never done before. Say this week, I am open. I am open to demonstrate the power of God. Demonstrate the power of God like I have never done before. This week, this week, I am open. I am open to demonstrate the power of God like I have never done before. So deaf ears will open. Blind eyes will see. Cancer will dissolve. Brain tumor will be healed. Things will stretch out. Hands, legs will stretch out. Cripples will walk through you this week. It's a season of wild harvest. And 200 people will be saved. I can see the men. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your, your eyes will be open this week like never before. And it's going to continue. And keep continuing all the days of your life. Your eyes will be open. So, hallelujah. So that means when you meet somebody, you can even meet somebody and you start talking. And you know, mm, this is not the person. You just round off and go to the next person. So take enough pamphlets to help you, to aid you, so that you, you don't waste your time. Are you getting what I'm saying? And we're going to get the job done because God is working through us. So this evening, this, this, this afternoon, what we're going to do is, you are going to look around in church this afternoon and you have you're just and we are going to minister to one another. Are you getting what I'm saying? You're going to look around. I'll give you a minute to look around. There will be somebody that will catch your attention. What I'm doing with you is, so that when you get into a place, you will know who to go and talk to. So you will look around now. You're going to flow by the Holy Ghost and just look around at people. And there will be somebody that will catch your attention and say, okay, this is the person I have a word for. You don't have it yet, though. You might not have the thing to say here, but you just know, okay, this is the person. And walk up to that person now. Let's do it. Walk up to the person now. Look around and walk up to the person. <laughs> that is it. That is it. That is it. Come. Hallelujah. So uh, we are going to flow by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. We will flow by the Spirit of God. And we are going to prophesy. Why? Our speech has been enabled, right? Our words has been enabled, right? Our mouth has been enabled. We will hear for the person. We're going to do this under two minutes. We will hear for the person. We will see for the person. And we will speak for the person. Does that make sense? So we can do it. Listen, hallelujah. Before we do it, hold, the, hold yourselves together and say, the power of God works here. The power of God power works, works here. here. You're not sounding like a minute. The power of God works here. The glory cloud is here. The glory cloud is here. We are open to receive. We are open to receive. All. All. Thank you, Lord. Now flow. Let's flow. Let's flow. Five minutes. Let's do that other five minutes. Thank you, Lord.